ant. Oh, what it's like to be an ant. Those who ant. Those who ant. Hello, and welcome to Those Who Ant, the podcast that helps you see the world through ant-colored glasses. My name is Aunt Pat. And I'm Auntie Mags. Hello, Mags. Hi, Pat. How are you? Hey. Oh, my gosh. I'm Fine. Oh, I'm sorry. I do. You know, every week we say this and I do it wrong. Hi, Pat. What'd you have for breakfast? Cold black coffee. Same as uh, usual. And you, a know, girl. you know, if you if you're a coffee head, you know, stick your fingers in your ears because I'm about to say something that's going to disturb you. You know, yeah. I drink old coffee. You know, I make yeah. coffee and then I get it cold. And then what's extra left over, I put it in the refrigerator and then I drink it until it's gone. And I know there's a lot of people out there because I've gone to like Starbucks or whatever, you know, and they don't do that or they're not supposed to. You know, there's a lot of people who take it very seriously. So if I, if that offends you, one, I'm sorry, but two, not that much. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry. Are you pro food waste or right. do you want to see somebody do the right thing? You know, it's like one of those things where I shouldn't have really nice stuff because then I won't be able to appreciate, you know, the crappy stuff that I've liked my whole life. I you know? just, okay. So, you know, listen, you know, my stance on this, my favorite coffee, I love coffee. I love French press coffee. I like, you know, fancy French, like uh, beans oh, or whatever mates. the hell. I don't oh, know. beans. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, I love coffee. However, I think the best coffee you can get in the world outside of, I'm sure like Italy or Austria is, uh, you know, diner coffee. If it comes, oh. if it's served by a woman who's been working at that restaurant for at least 30 years, that's going to be my favorite cup of coffee. Oh, sure. So, you know, and people need to not have an ego about it because I'll tell you what, I also do that with my coffee. I'm sorry, put it in a carafe in the fridge and have iced coffee later in the day. So good. That's what you I know. do. It gets the job done. Now, what's going on with you? I've aired my grievance. Good, so good, good. what's what's new with you? Well, one thing I want to say is, please, if you like this podcast, subscribe, uh, like, rate, review, all that good stuff. Because, you know, it's we got to get going on the on the uh, the algorithm. We got to get yeah, that boosted. We got to get that checked out. But I wanted to tell you this week I did something so fun. Are you ready? Oh. <gasps> Was it a water park? No, no, okay. of course not. I don't like careful. to be in a bathing suit in front yeah, of other careful. people all the right. time, you know. Yeah. Um, no, my sister and I went to see Top Gun colon Maverick. Oh, they re um let that they re put that one out? Yeah, they reanimated his corpse and rolled oh. it out again. No, it, he was actually, it was, it was decent. It was pretty good. But my sister, I, a couple of years ago for Christmas, I got Gina and I t-shirts that said Maverick and Goose. And I wore the, the t-shirt of the one deceased one. And she wore the one that's the hero and the living one. Okay. And yeah. And so we went then, you know, the night, the night it came out, we went at 1045. It was a real fun late night. Oh, wow. That is yeah. late. How are you able to stay awake? Oh, well, you know, I don't sleep well. Oh, that's let, true. Let me tell Tell you something about okay. this movie. Now tell me, now should we say, you know, sometimes you'll listen to saying they'll say spoilers. Should you say spoilers? I'm not going to give any spoilers except to say uh, there are a couple things that are a little bit sad, but there's... Oh, the do saddest- they turn on America? Yeah, yeah, they go rogue. And they turn the, us. they turn it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts flying for Russia. I thought oh. that was a weird twist. Changes his haircut. <laughs> yeah, big time. Right. No, uh, listen, I don't think this is a spoiler, but there's a scene that's uh, I think supposed to be a love scene, and I will go on record as saying it is the saddest, weirdest love scene I've ever. It's like somebody described what sex could be, and then like to five people over a game of telephone, and then the director was like, that's what I'm shooting. Is it this, was bad. Is this Tom Cruising? Yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Tom Cruising 
interesting is is in this love scene. Oh. And, I, and I don't think it is also a spoiler to say it's not with Kelly McGillis, who is oh. who is God bless her, a raging lesbian. This is her happy pride. Happy pride. Oh, I'm glad wait, she's so proud. She you. probably saw herself right out of this film. You know, sure she's did. like, I'm too proud to try to get handsy with Tom Cruise because yeah. that's not what I like. You know, show me a Top Gun that's got Kelly McGillis, modern day Kelly McGillis and modern day Meredith Baxter Bernie. Oh, wow. And let me watch those two because that's a that's a Top Gun. I would talk watch. about wearing flight suits, but in accessorizing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Top buns. Top that's, bun. that's just a thought I had about how do you make um, Top Gun, you know, like porny. Well, I think, buns. It, I think it could keep it a top because top is a sex term. Remember? All right. So maybe top bottoms. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Yeah. I, I I didn't put any thought into that. No, I, loved I just it. said I it out it loud. Was, I thought it was so good. Well, that's terrific. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad there's good movies. This seems to be a lot of good TV and, you know, when mm-hmm. there's a good movie. And you know what? Good for everybody. I think I'm not sure. I, I can't tell anymore what I'm supposed to like or dislike or who I'm supposed yeah. to be mad at. So it's hard to keep up, you know? Yeah. I mean, for this one, I give it a B minus. Okay. Uh, the sex scene took it down so many points because, you know, it's the, the original one. There's an iconic song, you know, Take My Breath Away by Germany. So I like that one. I thought that one was good. And there's that volleyball scene. Oh, and I remember one, the volleyball scene. I was yeah. like, this should have been the whole movie. Show me volleyball, um, volleyball. Some of volleyball. Yeah. Do you remember that movie Side Out that had C. Thomas Howell and that other guy from 30 something in it? <gasps> no. Okay. It also had Courtney Thorne Smith in it from oh. uh, from that one show, the Aaron Spelling show oh. that is Melrose Place. Okay. So, okay. So, th- so that's a volleyball movie. And wouldn't it, the, the equivalent of that be if in the movie Side Out, there was just a 10 minute flight scene? Oh, I see. I get you know what I'm saying? Right. I guess it's probably not 10 minutes. It's probably like two minutes of screen time, but it felt like 10 minutes because they yeah. were all shirtless and really greased up. It was wild. Yeah. It really took me on a to a place that I didn't come back to. I don't know if yeah. I ever came back to the film itself because I was in my own mindscape. Yeah. You know? I mean, you got Kenny Loggins playing, oh. singing, playing with the boys. And in this one, it's like a pop song is playing huh. while all these grown men are greased up and this time playing football right near the water's edge. It hmm. was very interesting. All right. Well, yeah. I'm going to have to see this. I'm going to have to see this film at some point. Yeah. I wonder if I guess, I wonder if our guest has seen it or the original or any movie that he wants to talk about. I can't wait to find out if he has. I know. I know. Me too. I'm very excited. He's the best. I, I, I'm just excited for everybody to talk to him. Absolutely. All yeah. right. Well, w- without further ado, oh. uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, most ladies, but however you identify, please welcome to the podcast, Uncle Beanie. Hello. Hello. Hello, Max. Pat, it's so good to talk to you again. I am so happy to be here. The Bean. The Mr. Bean. bean. The oh, Bean. The Bean. Now, Mr. I keep, well, I keep wanting to call you that because, you know, I had a little crush on Mr. Bean for a while until well, wait, I realized he wasn't mute. Yeah, I was going to say, be clear, because because the, the distinction is big because Rowan Atkinson is not who your crush was on. Your no, crush. it was on Mr. Bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him talk and I thought, well, this whole thing's a lie. I thought they just, you know, it was a documentary about a very shy mute man. And it was just an act done by a yeah. British man who then I felt instantly out of attraction for. Now, I loved what he spoke and hated when he was Mr. Bean. Isn't that funny? Have you seen it, Beanie? Have you seen Top Gun? Have you seen this one, Beanie? Did you see the first one, Beanie? Did you see Beanie? If I've seen it, you're looking at him. 
I'm trying to bring that back. You're looking at him. That means yes, big time. Big oh, okay. Haven't seen the new one. Worried about it. When enough time has passed, I'll be ready to watch the new one. But the original was very formative for me. I used to put, I wrote Maverick and Sharpie on my headgear when I was in high school. <gasps> oh. Trying to make that nickname happen. Didn't stick. Because oh, it was written on headgear? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I have to imagine the headgear had something to do with it. Maybe you should have written geese or teeth or something. Geese. Oh, yeah. Geese and teeth, yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, I have to ask this, Beanie. Uh, so you said you, when, when enough time has passed and you're ready to see this one, has 36 years not been enough time? Or do you mean enough time since it's been released? I just found out that they were doing this thing. Oh, from oh. Mags? Yeah, well, no. I mean, I found I heard about it on the radio. Oh, oh the okay. radio. Yeah, God bless you still listening to the radio. Yeah, good well, for you for to, that. They don't cover high school wrestling at any other platform. You're, well, you're right about that. Right I didn't even that. know they covered it on radio anymore. Listen, not that I don't love high school wrestling or wrestling at any age, but I can't imagine the thrill is the same listening to a high schooler present it in a dying format. Tell me what the sensation is. Tell me what you're feeling when you're listening to this. Well, I, I agree with you on that. I think if there was uh, some some high school kid from the AV club running the switches there, it might be a little hard to follow. No, 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 no. But uh, over there at Central High, they got the same guy. The same guy's been doing it for 36 years over there. Oh, my God. As long as Top Gun. As long as yeah. Top Gun. Wow. That's incredible. Maybe that's how he got into AV stuff. He said, I can't see good enough to fly a plane, but I could land this love mic. Yeah. yeah I I a c- lot of people have, have found kinship over ham radio. Yeah, right. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The whole community. So he's but, been doing that for 36 years. And, oh, and, yeah. He's oh, like and it's good? Yeah, he's like the janitor there. They can't, he's, but you know what they call it when they can't fire you? A tenured? Yeah, oh, he's the, related. He's got, he's got janitorial tenure ship there. Oh, uh, he is the janitor? Yeah. Oh, he's oh. wearing more he's than one hat. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Does he put a microphone at the end of a broom? Or does he just do, does he keep those two things separate? Uh, as far as I can, I mean, you heard me mess up my headphones earlier, so I'm not too savvy on this one. Oh, well, uh, well we couldn't media, hear you. So it's hard wow. to answer that. Yeah. I think that's called a broom mic. Yeah. You have to do it like that. Yeah. yeah, they hold it up. They hold it up over your head. And then they throw down kitty litter because somebody's vomited. Can I ask a question? So you said that the first Top Gun was formative for you. Now, it's a shame that more people who are listening to this don't know you really well, Uncle Beanie, because I understand it from just knowing you. I think I think yeah. I understand. But what does it mean? I don't want to guess at it. Well, Top Gun uh, is not, you know, on the surface level, it's a movie about jets and uh, the flying mm-hmm. thereof. But what it's really about is the story of, uh, I don't know another word for maverick, but a, a maverick type individual. <laughs> yeah, a real, it's, you don't like to follow the rules. You like right. to blaze his own trail. They try yeah. to punish him for it. They try to hold him back, but they can't because he's too good. And I related too good. to that yeah. a lot. <gasps> Was your mouth writing checks your body couldn't cash because of the headgear? That's exactly the point. On the inside, I felt like there was a maverick inside me, a real, mm-hmm. a real hot dog trapped inside there. Yeah, but I couldn't. He couldn't come out. Uh, oh, I have to imagine a lot of things get caught in the head. Yeah, hot dogs. Yeah, corn. Being just a part of it. Corn. Yeah, especially Granola. if you don't 
take it off before you eat. Um, damn near everything gets caught in there. Yeah. 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 So, so there was uh, something bigger inside you is what you're saying that you knew. Did you have like an edge to you or were you like a rule follower and you were dying to be like the maverick? Well, you know, you can only speak to your own experience from your own point of view. And mm-hmm. I think from my oh. point of view, I was, uh, I mean, I was, uh, I, I, I felt like a thousand wolves inside one growing one man. Oh, wow. man, a man. Yeah, but I was treated, I was, honestly, I was treated just like a regular boy by everyone else. So it was confusing. I, I saw myself in Tom Cruise and in Top Gun. And I saw, you know what, if he can do it, if he can push the outside of the envelope, if he can be smaller than a regular sized man and still fly a jet, yeah. Yeah. Like was he very tall? small? Is he tall enough? You know, like when you go to the roller coasters, is he t- is he actually clinically tall enough to have done the job of flying the planes for the Air Force or Navy? I I don't think so. He you know he barely he 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 hits the limit by by half an inch because the the height limit in the uh, naval branch of the military is five foot two five five foot two point five. Oh wow! Uh, he clears it. He's at five foot three. Wow. wow. Holly weird. This is going to, that sounds critical of um, diminutive people, smaller, you know, people who are, who are men or identify as men as smaller. If you are smaller, trust me, I've dated you. But also, um, it's not. You're wonderful. You could be Tom Cruise. But it is wild because, you know, you think of a movie star and they're bigger than life and then you see them and they, they you know, they got capped teeth and they're five foot three. Mm-hmm. They're standing on Apple boxes. Yeah, right for sure. Was, uh, Do you remember that song? Do you remember that one song where it's like Shorty had those apple boxes jeans? Oh boots, yes, yeah, yeah. I of, love that song. That was a short girl summer. Yeah, oh. I saw myself in that song a little too. Did you? Because the whole but, club yeah. was looking at you. Yeah, because I mean, of I, the headgear. Yeah, well, oh. actually, now that you say that, I hope that wasn't why. Now, Beanie, how long were you wearing the headgear for? Like, how, oh, I, what are we talking? I still have to wear it to sleep. The full gear. The full gear. That's right. Uh, when I, uh, uh, I I stopped having to wear it during daylight. Uh, when I oh, was, like a vampire. When I was. That's. Mm-hmm. Nocturnal I, I headgear. Was a, I was a uh, not a vampire because I had to wear it during daylight only. Mm-hmm. But I aged into vampire, and now I I just wear it to bed. Wow. How do you? Well, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. How do I ask? Yeah. Do you have romantic relations? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I do. I have a lady friend. I have a partner. Uh, it is. <laughs> we're friends here. We're friends, right? I can. Just, oh, oh yeah. of course, we're friends. And, we and by the way, you Beanie, so much. you got to tell us because I've always been curious. Ever since we've been friends, I thought you know you never brought it up, and I thought I don't want to ask a question that you don't want to answer. I figure if you ever want to tell us about a relationship, you gotta. So if yeah. you feel like you can tell us, I would love to know because I've been so curious. Yes, well, in, in in friendship, in normal life friendship, that's how we feel. But Pat has said oftentimes on this podcast, that's a personal question, but you do have to answer it. Right. You know what? You can get as personal with me as you want to get because... <laughs> I mean, think about our history. It doesn't get, you don't get closer than that unless we're talking figuratively. But yes, I've got a lady right. friend, uh, uh, Gloria is her name. Oh, what a great name. That's There's only like four Glorias anymore. Well, we love that song. Remember, Pat? Oh, yeah. Gloria. I think they got your number. Oh, is, is she the one in the song, Beanie? Oh, does she know Laura Branigan? Did Laura Branigan know her? You know, that's... That's a personal question I've been trying to get her to answer. Okay. I think it depends on her age. Because well, I want to find out, was it something that she said? 
all those voices in her head. I wish she oh. ill. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I want to find out, you know, right. calling Gloria. So you have a partner named Gloria and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just taking a leap here. Forgive me if I'm taking a, a bridge too far. Forgiven in advance. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming you two have, you know, adult intimate relationship times at night or during the day. I don't know your life, but I do know your life a little bit, but not in that way. You know what I mean? We have a very active sex life. Wow. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. We're stopped. Yeah. We're stopped for it. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it's so hot and heavy because our relationship is seasonal. She works for the, uh, the airlines. So she only comes in. It's a, it's fall. 2021 was fall this year. It's summer. It, goes back it's sort of uh, it goes back and forth yeah can i ask mm-hmm. which airline because is it regional or is she out of the country seasonally? is it alaska air and then she yeah. gets stuck on a um in the woods and stuff how yeah can a, how can an airline be regional is what i'm another thing i'm trying to figure out because oh. oh. you know it, it starts one place and it lands in a completely different region or else it's broke Mm. Uh-huh. Or else you should have just uh-huh. driven and not yeah. gone through the whole rigmarole. I guess what I, I bet. Oh, well, that's another reason why the Maverick thing didn't stick, probably. It's an aspirational figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I wasn't scared of flying until the Maverick thing didn't stick. And that's oh. a piece of me that just never was realized. Oh, that's such well, a shame. Yeah. That is a shame. But I, I got to ask, so what, what keeps Gloria away if this does this what what i meant by regional is does this uh airline fly within the continental united states or where's she flying to that she's kind of getting hung up uh, wherever she goes i understand the question now yes she uh she flies she flies for a uh an out an outfitters an out, a caribou outfitters so she kind of has to follow the herd the oh coffee? Hmm? wait caribou the coffee animal. Yeah, oh, the caribou deep. hunting. Yeah, they hunt oh. caribou. So, oh, it's she not flies a commercial. Them out there to the rural area, drops them out there, and there's not enough fuel to get back and then pick them up again. So she has to stay there until they're done, and then she flies them and the meat back. Um, okay, so, so I just want to I, I just want to take this step by step so that I understand because yeah. most things I don't. She. Works as a stewardess on an airline that's taking caribou, putting them on the plane, taking them, dropping them off, saying, enjoy your life for about 15 minutes or whatever. They eat. They slaughter the caribou. They put the meat on back on the plane and they take that meat somewhere else. Now, I may what, have... Months later? Yeah. Is now, this, here's, wait. Here's, uh, yeah, before uh, you answer it, just yeah, how uh, I heard it. Yeah. Okay. Before before you weigh in, because I got it all. So I imagined you didn't pick up the caribou. You brought the human beings to wherever caribou are from. And then you dropped the humans and said, here. And then the rest of the people on the plane, they have to camp out and wait until hunting season is over. And there's goods to bring back. Okay, I've got one more. Okay, I've go, got one go. more. Some of the caribou live over here, and the people that want to hunt them are also over here. They put man and caribou on the same flight. Now, it's madness, and the caribou are suspicious, but they land. They let off the people and some of the caribou. Now, some of the caribou are already there, and they're like, wait, what? How did you get here? Did you walk? No, we flew. What does that mean? They're confused. The confusion leads to an easier hunting season. Right. Yes. But then we go back to Meg's and then the people all wait until hunting season. They, They sleep amongst the caribou. They earn the trust. Slaughtered. Meat gets flown. Are either of us close in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, I hope it's Pat. 
ladies, this is this is incredible. And I'm seeing this from a bird's eye view, so maybe you can't see it from inside, but both of you were basically right. Oh, oh. But there were holes, there were details missing in each one of your stories that the other one had right. And then, and then Mags, you're, the holes in your story were the ones that Pat had right. Oh, that's how it usually works with us. Yeah. Our relationship is like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It's so a wonderful, beautiful thing to see from out here. I'll tell you, the broad strokes are right. There's a couple of details. Uh, we're not quite, quite right, but, uh, but it is confusing. I will yeah. grant you that because, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's an elite, it's an elitist sport. So we all don't get to, we don't, we're not privy. So what happens is Gloria, she flies, she's the pilot actually. That's what oh, internalized misogyny. Gender bias. We assumed yes. she was a flight attendant. She was the surgeon that yes. saved the son. That's what I the mean. The horse's the, name uh, was surgeon. The holes, nothing incorrect. Just there were just holes because she's uh-huh. also the flight attendant because it's a, uh, private a small jet. plane. Okay. okay. So she flies, she flies the hunters to Alaska, right? Okay. Drops them up. They set up camp. There's no caribou in that region. So then she's got to fly over to northern Canada to pick up the caribou. Oh, my and she, God. And you, you're right. You can't put them on the same flight at the same time because they're natural enemies. This is the oh. whole concept of the sport. Now, see, I thought up. it would be that they'd get along too well. And then the hunters of the caribou wouldn't want to kill each other. They would feel but, bad. Oh, Stocker Channing yeah. syndrome. Yeah, they'd get Stocker Channing syndrome. They'd fall in love with each other. Right. Well, to be honest, unless we try it, we won't know. But there is an issue with how the sport works by putting them on the same, the same mm, plane. So okay. So, so they go to Canada. They go to, she, yes, she goes to Canada. She picks up the caribou, takes it back to a similar region. Oh. Alaska. You can't put them right in camp because then the hunt's over. So that is she crazy. has to fly yeah. around and hide all the caribou. Uh, oh, like an Easter egg hunt. This okay. is time. Consu- now I get, now I understand a little bit better. Do we have a, Weird extradition policy with Canada because we're flying people to Alaska, which is beautiful. But she's not flying the hunters to where the caribou are, which you said is in Canada. Now, is there something amiss with our relationship with our friends up north? Yeah. Well, it's illegal to hunt caribou while they're in Canada. Oh, oh wow. but if they, if they cross over. I'll bet they're off. It's a kind of an immoral loophole. Sure. Okay, okay. 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 That sounds. Depending on your point of view, uh, you know, you have to, I, I'm not the judge. Now, normally, you know, I, this would be the part of of the podcast where I ask you to tell everybody, or one of us does, it, how we met, and we'll get to that. But I gotta know, how did you meet Gloria? Because it sounds like she is out and about. She's being, she's a strong, independent woman pilot, flight attendant. She's, she's flying the plane, putting on autopilot, and then getting everyone tea and coffee. Yeah, and she's surrounded by what I'm guessing is wealthy hunters or very attractive caribou. So uh-huh. how did you meet her? I met her at a honky-tonk in Modesto, California. Oh, wow. I tried to, I, here's what happened. She was the, the gosh darn it, the hardest fist fight I've ever been in. She After, fought you? Yeah, she, let's let's clean that up. What does that mean? Because people right now are shocked at pulling the car over. Yeah. She broke a bottle over my head. I tried to defend oh. myself. Got a few good licks in, but she overall won the fight. Afterwards, she was like, you know, you're a lot tougher than you look. And I said, that's a hell of a right. Let's have a beer together. And we did. And we've been doing it ever since. Oh, my God. Love so what was the... Sight. Oh, that's outstanding. Well, not not first sight, because first sight seemed like it was her fist in your face, right? Yeah. Second sight. First sight. No, first sight. Oh, she clo- She blind cold cocked you? I saw it coming. I'm confused. What's, what, what is the, maybe if your question was more specific. 
Oh, let me be very specific about this question. And I do apologize, Beanie. I, I, I remember we, ha- we do have to sometimes be very specific with you. All right. So I'm saying first sight would have been her lining up that shot to get a couple licks in, right? So she, right. The, was she not looking at you? Because anybody who could look at you could fall in love with you. For being, sure. You I, have, I have a guess. Was it a costume party? <gasps> this feels like a riddle. Ah, was it? It was a costume party. Oh, my God. And we I, did we it were, again. We did it again. We, we were both dressed up like Johnny Paycheck, and I wasn't going to change. She wasn't going to change. Fight ensued. It yeah, was only halfway back. through the hat, the hat and the wig came off, and I saw it was a saw it was a beautiful gal, and in in with one hell of a right, and that in in here's where the confusion came in. I don't hate a strong punch, even if I'm in, on the business end of it. Sure, yeah. So you were dressed up like a like a like a singer songwriter. Oh yes, Johnny Paycheck. Now, okay. what's what kind of style? Oh, you said you were in a honky tonk. Is yeah. Johnny Paycheck a honky tonk man? He's, he's, he is a country singer-songwriter, that's right. He's responsible for uh, Colorado Kool-Aid, a, a, a love ballad about Coors beer. Oh, wow. It looks, uh, I, I just uh, I just texted my niece, Josie, to look him up. He went to Vanderbilt uh, University kids, in Nashville. Yeah, I bet you these kids don't even know who Johnny Paycheck is. They probably, um, they don't even, most kids don't even know what a regular paycheck is. Yeah, that's true. Much less a Johnny one. Was that his legal name? Because it says his spouse was Sharon Paycheck. Oh, well, you know, if you're Sharon and, you know, you're like, you can ju- you can marry Johnny Paycheck. Do you think you're going to take his real name? or his Is that a play on words? Sharon Paycheck? Like, oh, because we're married, we, we're Sharon Paycheck? Because that's well, like, the, there's a drag. Yeah, well, that's true. It's because like, there's a drag queen named Sharon Needles. And that's a fun play on words. Here's where I'm confused because it says died February 19th, 2003, comma, Vanderbilt University, <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee. So I don't know if this man went to Vanderbilt or died there. What website are you on? Oh, my, I just texted my niece and she sent me back something about uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, you know how there's commas in, a, in the addresses so the postmen don't get confused? Where were the commas in that sentence? Yeah, you know what may have happened? Because I happen to know that's a very expensive university. So I bet he was like, excuse me, he went to go protest because he had never paid off his student loans. Not because he oh. wasn't, you know, uh, successful, but because it's very difficult. And when he went to the campus and then you know, he knocked on the door at the registrar's office and they said, get out of here. Or some, something happened and he died right there. Isn't that sad? Johnny Paycheck died of stress-induced injuries due to his student loans. Oh, maybe he said, take this loan and shove it. I just read that that was one of his songs. Oh, was yeah, it? that's was actually it? The, the one that people would have known. If I, I don't know why I picked the very obscure... Uh, well, you're a fan. You're a fan. You got to do a deep cut. If Listen, if you're dressing up like somebody for Halloween, you're going to name an obscure song because you're a fan. That's right. Now, I got to tell you, if I saw two tiny paychecks going at it, and then they took off their masks and they kissed. I could probably die happy because that yeah. seems faded to be. Now I understand why we've never met her, Bainey. But one day I hope that I can and I hope that you look similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what I see in my mind. Yeah, two Johnny oh, Paychecks. Without, yeah. When we're not dressed in Even when you're not. Same different man, you hope we look the same. That's a right. A little bit, yeah. Because you know what I would do? I'd bring back my classic catchphrase and say, this is erotica. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be, and it was. And when I said hot and heavy, that means sometimes it still is. 
So, oh, I love that. Sometimes it still is. That's, I love that. That's you know what? That's honest. We could use yeah. a little bit more of that. Yeah. Well, I love this. I I and I love that she has a you know she has an unusual job, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. that's really fun. It must keep it interesting for her. And you know they say um, distance makes the heart grow fatter. Yeah, I love that your heart, your heart must be so fond of her. Yeah. And I love that you keep the home fires burning. Mm-hmm. Nothing keeps a home fire burning like a heart full of fodder. Oh God, it's like it's like a, a yeah, your own Johnny called? paycheck, Tinder. really. Yeah, you you ah, that was very poetic. Yeah, now, well, oh, I was going to say, speaking of poetic, would you mind telling everybody how we met? Yeah, this is this is this. You don't you don't bond with someone the way we bonded with someone. There's no faster way to do it. Uh, uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh, it's interesting because I feel like I'm telling you the story like you've never heard it. But this is for the people. This is for the people listening. Yeah, this is for the people who weren't there that day. So I was volunteering as the first aid officer at my niece's field day at her school, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you two were there cheering on for your your uh, nieces and nephews there. Yeah. And uh, uh, I guess I wasn't there watching because I had a job to do but from what i understand during the the family egg race pat ran full speed into a bee right i saw it, it and yeah. i said i'm gonna go for it you yeah. did it on purpose that's a, that's a detail i didn't know oh yeah i wanted to headbutt it because my whole life i'd been afraid of bees yeah she was trying to take back the power because she we had earlier we that day this is so funny because earlier that day we had just talked about how pat was was not allowed to play the victim anymore when it came to ron because her ex-husband is a jackass and also a jackal and also i can't stand him and so we were saying i was like pat you need to stand up for yourself because he's a bad guy and it, we need to start small you know, start small, earn your power in little ways. And boy, oh boy, if the little way didn't present itself as a bee. And I, yeah. I really didn't want to hurt it, but I wanted to let it know that I wasn't afraid of it. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, well, I mean, I, if, when I say I thought, that implies that I was thinking. Right. I just saw it and ran headlong into it because my whole life someone would say, there's a bee by you. And then I run, you know, 50 to 60 yards away and then get in the car and then leave. And that day I said, absolutely not. Yep. Incredible. Your instincts took over. Or something. Like when, a, when a Clint Eastwood's hands took over before his brain knew what was going on in the fistful of dollars. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's the exact reference that the two of us would have made, too. And I thought because, you meant with the chair when he talked to it. Yeah, when he was talking to President Obama. Yeah, who wasn't there, but no one told him that he wasn't, so he talked to a yeah. chair. And and Pat and I thought he looked unhinged, but uh, I guess a lot of people liked it. A lot of people liked that he did that. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Did you? Well, talk about mind over matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you build it, they will come. I half expected Barack Obama to appear into that chair. Sure. Because he believes so hard. Could you imagine? No, honestly. Well, now I can. Now I can imagine literally anything happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, so the beat. So, so Pat runs the Well, yeah, headbutt. Well, here's what happens when you headbutt a bee at full tilt. You end up getting escorted by your friend Mags over to my lawn chair with a welt on your forehead the size of a golf ball and, and I gotta I loved, suck the stinger out. Yeah, I first didn't of all, mind I, that. Yeah, I love that you I love that you are in a lawn chair. Because you take your job seriously, but you're also gonna relax while you do it. Well it's also it, it 
it shows that I'm in a place of authority. Yeah, because the rest of us were allowed only blankets. Yeah. And I have to tell you, when you said you had tweezers, but you weren't going to use them, I swooned a little bit. And we're friends now, and I can say that out loud. All I saw was your face coming at my face, and I did by accident. You you just said my instincts took over. Boy, did my instincts take over because I puckered up. And then you put your flips right on my forehead and extracted the stinger by sucking it out of my forehead. Yeah. yeah well, the, the incoming, when I was in, you know, the face I make when I'm coming in to suck out a stinger is exactly like, look like I'm coming in for a kiss. So it totally was, yeah. It threw me off. I yeah. thought, oh, this is exactly what she needs. Because yeah. I thought, you know, prior to that, I thought you either get like a credit card and scrape the stinger or you use a little meat tenderizer. It, it draws it right out. Never saw anybody suck the poison out like it was a venom, but you did it. And if I may, that was erotica. I mean, I was mouth, mouth agape. Now that's erotica. Yeah, exactly. I can see from, from where you're at that it might not not seem completely professional because I did have a side table with a credit card, some meat tenderizer and some tweezers right there. But yeah, I didn't want to risk the stinger getting broken half. Yeah. yeah. Well, you hang on to that. Like if you if you have to use them, you can. But if you don't, maybe you can just use your face. Yeah. Nope. I mean, it was already right so up. big. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you did what was needed in the moment. And that's Here's, why we were drawn to you. Yeah. Here's a little detail. Speaking of holes and stories uh, that you probably don't know is I went home that night with my tongue swollen mm-hmm. up like the, the, the size of a uh beaver tail because i i shouldn't have used tongue when i sucked it out but i did and it's a stinger went from your forehead right into the tip of my tongue are you allergic to bees yes oh yes. that's how we found out oh now, my god was there a third man that saw you that happened to you and who sucked the stinger out of your tongue uh or a woman or a gender non-conforming individual oh yeah the gender bias right oh that's before, right from before, from before. right Ladies, yeah. my tongue was big enough all i had to do was pick it up and curl it back towards myself and suck it out myself. Oh my what? god, it was that big? Yeah. How it was you... just like the guy from 147 hours. And again, which is another movie <sighs> that we have seen for sure. Oh yeah. That's the one where um Is that the guy that eats it's his like own a arm? Line. He cuts he has to cut his own arm off because it's stuck in a uh leave it. a rock and another rock. But or between a rock and a if hot God, it, you know, I'm you know, I'm an agnostic atheist, but I gotta tell you, if God puts your arm between two rocks, you know what? Just call it. God doesn't want you out there using a uh, shiv to cut off your arm and then go wandering. I heard the story of this movie. I never saw it, but I thought, you know, if if sunsets are beautiful, so should your arm being stuck between two rocks. Mm. What? Yeah. I don't even understand. I don't, I don't either, but I'm angry. I think I don't like that little twerpy weasel man who was who played it. Oh, I think actor. that's it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I thought, just leave it. He, you want to go camping he, so bad, enjoy it. Right, right. Well, good news. The Lord gave you 147 hours to stay put in that campsite. The good Lord blessed him with 147 hours of fasting to clear his mind. Mm. Did he fast or did he eat his own arm? I can't remember how it worked. He did didn't he eat his, his own arm. arm. Oh, okay. Oh. Cut it off with a pocket knife. But he did drink his own pee. But that's how did he contort himself? How did he get it with one arm? He put it in, but he put the pee in a bottle, drank it out of the bottle, which oh. is a great survival technique. If you ever are thirsty, go for it. Oh. I don't remember where I was going with this, but <laughs> no one, you uh, know I what? The Welcome. The story is you can drink your own pee. Oh, uh, I suppose so. How long can you do that before you can't die of ammonia poisoning? 
Well, that's the thing is every time you drink your own pee and you pee it back out, it's double pee. And then if you drink double pee and it comes out, it's quadruple pee and it's it's an exponential thickening. Yeah. Eventually, you can't drink it anymore. You got to eat it. Because it's all ammonia. Oh, right. Yeah. That's that's phase three of the the liver's detoxification process is expelling toxins. You're saying all the stuff and what people don't know about you is that you're like um, a survivalist. You know all the stuff Mm -hmm. about staying alive and all this stuff. And man, I got to tell you, because that day while we were waiting for my um, welt to go down, you know, first you asked me what the hell I was doing. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you started trying to educate Mags and I because we were also in the full sun all day. Yeah. had terrible sunburn, very and dehydrated. If I'm remembering correctly, we were a little tipsy as well. Oh yeah, we had been drinking, um, I had vodka in uh, Gatorade bottles and we couldn't find any ice, so we we're drinking it hot warm, and straight. Yeah, drinking hot vodka in the sun with stingers sticking out of your foreheads is... Uh, you were lucky I was there. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we were oh, lucky, I'll tell you. Yeah. The only thing Pat and I know about staying alive is what the Brothers Gib taught us. Ah, Ah. That's the Bee Gees. That's ah. the Bee Gees. Ah. Oh, okay. They I thought that was the guys that wrote all the fairy tales. Oh, no, I wish. Um, so high-pitched, you know what I mean? And you also told me with just looking at me that I had a UTI, and I'll be danged if you weren't right. Yeah, you were. How could you tell? There were uh, uh, there was a, a slight uh, film coating on her tongue with polyps mm. on the right side of it. Mm-hmm. And think about what's on the other end of that tongue. That's the urethra. Those are signals the body can give us. Those are red flags that your body is flashing to you. So what you want to know what's going on at the bottom end, you look at the top end mm. and vice versa. That's yeah, so I remember. You remember he told me I had fibroids before anybody else. Yeah. And I was like, how do you know? I thought you meant because she always carries fiber pills with her. And I thought, well, no kidding. We're of an age. We all have fiber pills on us all the time. Yeah. But you meant fibroids. And she yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because when you got close to me, the hands on my watch just started spinning like crazy. Oh, because I'm a witch. Did you think so, I was a witch? It's the fib- that's the fibroids. Oh. Now, you learned all this from, you said, a shaman that you know named Terry. Yeah, yeah. Terry lived in a uh, in a junkyard out in Denio, and he mostly survived off jackrabbits, which is... Wow. And if all you eat is jackrabbits, here's another thing Terry taught me accidentally. If all you eat is jackrabbits, you get water on the brain, you go insane. And that's, Terry didn't teach me that on purpose, but I saw it happen. You oh, he, he, did he get water on the brain? Yeah, I could hear him sloshing when he walked around. He, that oh man my was God. crazier than a shithouse mouse in a maze. But he taught me hmm. how to eat bark and how to track, uh, how to survive. I learned a lot. From that. Oh, thank you, Terry. I'm assuming he's no longer with us. Who knows? Thank I, you. One day, one day, I just saw him sprint in a straight line into the <gasps> desert, and I, no one knows what happened. Well, wow. maybe he got to the end. Oh, I to, hope so. Yeah. yeah, maybe he's a flat earther, and he proved it because he's still going to the end of the earth. You mean? Yeah, well, yeah, right. Yeah. Wouldn't well, he run right off? That, it's Terry. Oh yeah, maybe he fell off. What if he's right? What if he's right? He's yeah. not, but what if he were? Yeah, but what if he were? Yeah. Uh, well, you saved me. I have to say, I, I was so emotionally upset because, you know, like I just said, I was trying to prove something to myself that I wasn't afraid of the bee, and then the bee really hurt me, and I was very afraid. But boy, you relaxed me. You know, you said it's going to be okay. You said you have a UTI, but it's okay because you also had some cranberry juice in the trunk of your car. Yeah. And which I, I went got, good with yeah. the vodka. Which it went great with it. It made me feel perked right up. Yep. Yeah. You know, I may have I may have saved you on that day, but filling in another uh, hole in the story, another detail. I didn't know that you were headbutting that bee on purpose because 
you wanted to build some inner strength to finally stand up for yourself. And yeah. and I want to let you know that you've saved me with that story. Oh, oh wow. Just now? Just now. Yeah. Oh, oh, Beanie, that is so kind of you to say. You know, if my story about that, the story I just told is an inspiration to anyone. Wow. Yeah. And if you were listening to this podcast and you thought, how could that story inspire someone? You could see yourself right out of this podcast. Yes. Yeah, I'll tell out. you what. That's an inspirational story, bigger than Top Gun colon Maverick. I agree. All the only thing Top Gun ever did for me was give me a pipe dream that I couldn't pin a tail on. But mm. that that story you just gave me right now, now that's erotica for the whole um, Oh God, thank that you. That is so glorious, such a lucky woman. She Honestly. Is. I swear. I can't wait to meet her and just size her up. I mean She's got a hell of a right. Oh, that's I right. hope. Oh, that's man, I right. hope she doesn't hit you. I if she does, that, look. Because then I have to hit her, and I don't want oh. that to happen. Can we just make an agreement right now that if the first time we meet Gloria, she punches me? It's okay. I feel like I could, you know, I've never been punched um, on purpose before, and I should have this happen to me once before I, you know, I'm, I leave this um, existence. Because I think it would be, you know, Beanie, you've said, like, you really feel alive when you get hit in the face. It's true. It's true. It's an important thing to, it's... It's an important thing to happen when you're young because then you learn right away that life's not beautiful, but it is mm. what you make it. Mm. Yeah. Now this mm-hmm. is real. I've been punched once, and I have punched once. Uh, of oh, in my childhood, I have fought other people when Pat and I have come into skirmishes, but it's it's never it's never really gotten too out of control. But I have punched once and been punched once, and I will say this: Gloria, better be quick. Because if she takes Pat down, I'm going straight for her. If she takes Pat down, she's not the Gloria I thought she was. You can, uh, you can have at it. I won't stop. I might even help. Okay. I would never do something like that to someone I love and care about and know. But you're someone that I love and care about and know, Pat. And and if she did that, then I don't know her at all. And, and Oh. Well, do you do you know her well? Yeah, do, do you, you know how well do you know her? Well, pretty good. We've we've had uh, several off seasons of hot and heavy sexual intercourse. Right. Uh, do not know her last name. Uh, yeah, I was uh, going to say because and and how many actual months? So how many years has it been? But then how many months out of those years? You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Okay. Sure. Yes. So years. It's been six years. Okay. Collectively. Collectively. Yeah. Time, face-to-face time in the right. same room, yeah. one month. Hmm. Oh, so those most of that has been very long. Yeah, mm. and most of that has been um, sex. Sex. Yeah, now that's erotica. It is, that oh, is erotica. Beanie, you took to that like a cat me, to another yeah, cat. Yeah, this is phrase. making me happy. It is my catchphrase. Yes, it's, it's one of them. Yes. Set up for grabs. I'm sorry. I, Use it oh, as please. much as you want, Beanie. We can't give them away. Do you know what I mean? No We're one's taken to them. We're trying so hard to put them on yeah. merchandise. Yeah. The phrase I was trying to make stick earlier was... You're looking at him. No, yeah. neither one of you said it once. Well, because well, I yeah. thought that was just your thing. Hey, Pat, did you think that too? I really did because, yeah, but I'll start using it too, but I'll always credit you, Beanie. You're looking yeah. at him. You're looking at him. Who, yeah. Hey, who came up with that catchphrase? You're looking at him. Our friend Beanie said it. Yeah. Yeah. So so one month, it, now your face changed a little bit when you when you just, when I just said that, Bean. What's going on? Well, I always thought of it as six years. I never looked at the holes in that story. Yeah. Um, well, now you're looking at it. It's not a lot, him. is it? No. It's not a lot. 
And what, hey, and we're not judging. We're not judging. I just want to say this. I make no judgments except to say, when I saw you running for Pat's forehead, I thought that's love at first sight. And I, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there. Maybe love is healing and not punching. I've learned a lot oh. today. Oh, that is so nice of you to say. Now, look, I'm going to, I'm going to say this because maybe there might be one or two people listening to this who are like, that sounds like a great relationship and one I'd mm-hmm. like to be. And mm-hmm. that's terrific. If that blows your hair back, that's wonderful. Yeah. But I think, you know, Beanie, you've said many times to Megs and I, Oh, I wish some, I wish I could go to a, like a movie with someone or, mm. you know, we'll see people holding hands and you say, you've said before, I wish I was holding hands with someone and I tried to take your hand and you said very gently, not you, Pat. And yeah. I guess I just want that for you. You know, I want you to be happy and have exactly you because you're very deserving of the relationship yeah. that you want to have. Now, Gloria sounds like a really lovely person with a very stressful she job. Okay. She sounds okay. Yeah. I don't really know her well because yeah. you, you don't know her well. Um, but, but you know, if, if that helps, I just want you to say you're very deserving of, of companionship and, and all the things that come with it, Beanie. Yeah. We accept the love that we think we deserve Beanie. So if oh. you think you only deserve one month's worth of love in six years, it, I mean, well, let me rephrase that. Do you think that you deserve only mm. one month's worth of love in six years? Mm. Yeah. <gasps> you do? Yeah, I guess I I guess so. You're Beanie. a volunteer security guard and secondhand shaman. Beanie. And Beanie, look over your shoulder. Look over your right shoulder right now. What is that behind you? There's two things behind you. I'm talking about the lower one. You could talk about the upper one. The lower one is a uh chunk of reclaimed wood carved mm-hmm. to look like a bald eagle. Mm-hmm. Um Cost $280 at the Sonora Craft Fair. Hmm. All right. Now, now let me ask you this. Why do you have that there? And I don't mean that as a judgment on your decor. I mean, that speaks to you. Why? Sometimes I wish I could be free. And what do you hmm. think that means, Bean? What do you think that means? What do you, th- what do you want to be free of? Gloria. Oh, my God. Please don't tell Gloria. No, we won't tell her. And guess what? We're never going to see her because we've never met her. Right. But there's a cross above that bald eagle, and as he is my witness, you just said your true feelings. You're afraid of Gloria. Wow. Honestly, Beanie, she throws a mean right hook, but she's an adult, and if you need to walk away from this relationship, do you need to be rehoused? What, is that, what does that mean? Like, go to get a new house? You a need a house? safe place to stay. Yeah, do you safe need a place, place to stay? stay? Because I'll tell you what, Beanie, I'll tell you this right now. If, if you ask me, is there somebody between the three of us who's unhappy in love, you know what I'll say? You're looking at him. Oh, my God. You're looking at him, buddy. You know what Maverick would do in a situation like this? Like paw at someone in in a seemingly sexual way, but it doesn't read right? This was just, they just kind of came close together, kissed, turned, and then they were in bed, and it was supposed to be afterglow. But Hmm. it looked like they'd never met. Hmm. I I was thinking fly. Fly like the eagle behind you. Oh my god. That's That's your call. That's your call name. That's your name. That's your that's your handle. Your handle's not Maverick. It's not Maverick at all. It's Bald Eagle. Been Bald Eagle this entire time. Yes. 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 That's why Maverick didn't take. That's right. Because what is headgear but a beak? That's why there's always little pieces of fish stuck in it. That's right. Oh. This is now this is um a kapotic because you know, I thought you were private. 
And I thought, you know, it's okay. You, people have boundaries, Pat. You can't always be pushing. But you never talked about this Gloria person. And I just tried to accept it. And I was like, he doesn't talk about his love life. You're very curious. Move it on. And yep. now we find out, we come to find out that it's just, it's not good. You know, maybe it blows Gloria's hair back. And that's terrific. That she just needs to find someone who has a similar seasonal job. And then this is what it is. But Beanie, you're a people person. You don't go to field days if you're not a people person. Yeah, you can't. No. Legally, I don't think. Right. I like to see everyone win ribbons. Oh, yeah, it's so fun. That is a wildly kind and simple thing to say. And a detail that was left out is that we ended up winning the egg race because Pat was going full speed toward that bee. She had the egg in her hand. So we ended up we ended up really cleaning up that day. I've never had better balance or agility than trying to run into a bee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ladies, I, I, I don't know what I was doing this whole time, keeping myself buttoned up. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. why was there only one person I let in and that person was bad for me? You know what? A lot of times that's, that's the case. You know, you know how sometimes I think love is a lie. The greatest one we're ever told. Hmm. I think your thing was you believed in love so much. And that's what did it. You were trying to protect it. You were trying to hold it so tightly. When in reality, you know, sometimes you got to let loose. Sometimes you got to break the rules. Sometimes you got to be a maverick. And sometimes you have to be the first maverick, bald eagle. Bald eagle. That's right. Boy, I bet that makes you kind of happy because you know what? Now, I have to be honest with you, Beanie. I'm conflicted about the place that we all live. But, you know, you're the kind of person who, when you say that you're patriotic, it doesn't make me nervous and looking for the exits. To me, you're always a bald eagle. Maybe you should get, you know what, you know what, Megs and I have always talked about getting a tattoo. Yeah, we have always talked about getting a tattoo. Ladies, I know how to make tattoos out of found items in the forest. Oh my God, survivalist tattoos. Oh, wow. Use the right mushroom, they glow in the dark. What? Oh, wow. So you're saying you have, some, you know in the woods something sharp and mushroom ink? Bioluminescent mushroom ink oh my god God. that reminds me okay first of all i think i might want to do that but i'm not sure ask me again tomorrow but also this tomorrow yeah ask tomorrow but have you guys heard about that thing that you can eat called um gymkata it's that drug that makes you it makes people have epiphanies are you thinking it's that or are you thinking it's uh hiawatha yeah hiawatha have you heard of that beanie hiawatha you take it and then you have you get closer to god or something i think it's peruvian you, you, know, you, you take the Hiawatha and then you are guided to your vision by a shaman. Yeah. Do you do that? Is Terry there? Is it you or Terry? Because I trust you. I'm skeptical of Terry. Well, I know. And I know Terry's oh, well, still running gone. or probably yeah, dead. Probably gone. Still, yeah. You might, you might still be running right now, but he's definitely, he's definitely dead. Uh, yes, I, I, I do know how to guide a vision quest. And I don't mean that in a, in a way that I, I don't know if I can use those words. What I mean is I can talk you to an epiphany. You take, if you eat some ayahuasca, I can talk you to an epiphany. Is, oh my can, God. I, can I say something, Beanie? Mm-hmm. Yes. I just want to acknowledge this. Now, again, I just called you patriotic. You push buttons in me where if you were different, it, you had these same qualities, but you were a little bit different. I don't think we would have been friends. You're the best qualities of these specific things. And the yep. fact that you just used a bunch of words, like I think you may have said headdress and um, I don't know what else you said, but maybe right. I wasn't listening closely enough, but then you fixed it and you changed it and you said, actually, let us, let me think, right, think this back again. And I'm trying to do the exact same thing. I think that's so great. 
Yeah, there's a difference between appropriate and appropriation. And you walked that line and found it and okay. went, walked it back. I'm not, I don't know if that's passive aggressive that I, that I didn't, that I said, I think I saw what I said was vision quest and you accused me. Oh, of I heard headdress. I heard, I heard <laughs> head. And I didn't hear it at all, but I trusted Pat implicitly. And by the way, Beanie, I really mean it. You know, a lot of people could look at people our age and say, they're never going to change. It's a lost cause. They're not going to learn and grow. They're not going to be challenged. And Beanie, you are one of my friends who I genuinely mean this. You make me better because you do stuff like that. You know, I say stupid things and then I forget and I move on. It's important that people our age challenge each other and say, don't say headdress, which I think is what she said, or peace pipe or something like that. But then you went right back around and you changed it up. And that's terrific. You know, it turns out this whole time you were talking about the Matthew Modine movie about wrestling. Do you love wrestling? High school wrestling, Vision Quest. Vision Quest. Yeah. Yeah. That's where that's where I learned it. Oh my god, it all comes full circle. Were those Native Americans wrestling each other? I think so. No, but there was one white guy who pretended to be one in that film. Oh, that's a shame. Good. Fifteen candles or something like that. Matthew Bodine, no, he's from the movie Wind with Jennifer Grey. One of the high school wrestlers. He went by the name Cooch and wore a mohawk and told everyone that he was Native American. But then they found out later that he only lied about that because he wanted a new identity because he had a bad home life. Oh, is this the plot of the movie or is this the thing that actually happened? This is in the movie Vision Quest. (laughs) Okay, because now that I think about it, I've only ever heard the title and the theme song. If I met a man named Cooch, I'm going to tell you something. I'd follow him home. Yeah, you now find it this out is the dangerous. You yeah. find it out the next morning over For sure. breakfast. It's like a hundred percent. It's the kind of thing where Max would say, "You're not leaving with Cooch," and then I would say, "You're right. I'm not. I'm going home." And then the next one I call, I'd be like, "I met Cooch's. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Cooch's couch." Yep, canoodling. Well, I, I think that's great. I hope you. I hope you hear that as a compliment and and. I know it can sound a little passive, but I, I just pot? want to acknowledge. Wait, which what? pot was a compliment? I know. Oh, he knows. Ask him. <laughs> She's talking about the person I used to be in comparison mm-hmm. to the person I am now. That's right. Oh, yes, that is a compliment. It's yeah. like, yeah. Beanie, if I came over and I saw your um, wooden eagle, I would, again, you know, we live in very um, super... Um, bad times. And I think in general, Megs and I have talked before about there's some things that sometimes people have now, like giant flags that can get wrapped around your truck and, you know, but I want to say you're a great representation and I love that you have that eagle and I think it's beautiful and I'm glad you went to the Sonoran, Sonoran, um, Oh, market? The Sonora Craft mm. Fair. And oh, Sonoma, that. like the brand of Coles? Oh, they have great pants. They have such good pants I, I at said Sonoma. Sonora, but they oh. also have great pants there, homemade. Oh wait, Sonora like the from like the Harry Belafonte song, like shake, 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 Sonora. Sonora. Oh, was he talking about the market? No, you can't. Sonora, change it again. (laughs) Um, I think that I think you're right. I think he's uh, that's a song about Sonora. Yeah, well, my there girl's we name go. is, he says Sonora. He doesn't say Senora. He says, my girl's name he is He can Sonora. say it. Oh, I'll tell you, friends, I adore Italian her. Is Spanish song? I'm confused. It's Calypso. Oh, is, nope, can't say that. I have what? the ability to take in new information and change my opinion after yeah. processing it. And You're a good unlearner. I think. Thank you. Yeah. And what is unlearning but learning the <gasps> right way? Oh, my God. Oh, God. you got to write that so down. Good. Beanie. Did you you got to write this Bean? stuff down. Oh, Beanie, write that down. Did you take Hiawatha? 
Yes. <gasps> One day we're all going to get tattoos after we take Hiawatha. Oh my God. What? You had feelings for Mr. Bean. And sometimes we call Beanie Bean and you just all, it's all, everything's coming full circle. There's so many parallels, so many, everything's, there's no such thing as a coincidence. I learned that from crime shows. And I learned that from Terry. Terry's dead. Rest in peace. Well, you know, you know who's not dead? Your nieces, nephews, and nibblings. Now take us to them. Take us to your happy place. Let's talk about them. How do you uncle them? You know, tell us, tell us about that relationship. Yeah. I have, well, my nieces and nephews are also my godchildren. So I'm not just an uncle, I'm the godfather. Wow. Uh, Can I ask, Bean, how do you feel about that? Because that's, you know, being an aunt and uncle is a big responsibility. It's huge. mm -hmm. It's enormous. It's bigger than being a parent. And being a godparent is wow. Because, right, if they they start running into the desert, you take over. Right, right. Well, to be perfectly honest, the godfather part of that is just sort of lives in a part of my brain that I never reference or look at. So when the when that's time to cross that bridge, I I will be honored to step up to my duty and cross that bridge. Mm. Uh, but I don't like I, I can come I can compartmentalize that. Um, oh, good for you. That's I healthy. Can't. Yeah. I can't I mean, because I'm Italian. Yeah, I, yeah. What? Oh, I said I can't because I'm Italian. Oh, so like yes. it's a big deal, you know, Mario Puzo, but also like all of it. Italians are awful at compartmentalizing. Oh, for sure. For oh, sure. Oh wait, no, this was a Godfather reference. <laughs> it was, but but hey, if the shoe fits, it's a fine Italian leather. Yeah, so it's no, I'm happy to be the Godfather. I'm excited and I'm honored about it. Um, I just don't think about the the you know the death of my my sisters as as being likely, but you know it all happens happens to the best of us, and when it does, I'll be there. Uh, how would you say? So you're compartmentalized. You put it in the part of your brain that's in the back as an uncle, right? Because I feel like. It, Mm-hmm. Hippocampus? Hippocampus. God bless you. Bless you. Bless Cerebellum. Mm-hmm. Doula. Hmm. Frontal lobe. Those What's... are all brain things. Oh, I don't have that. I just have the one. Now, when you uncle them, right? So you're in the fun part of your brain. Um, what do you what do you like to do with them? You know, because you're a wild man, and I think that's so great. You like the out of doors. Do they like that kind of stuff? Well, some of them do. A couple of them don't. What I like to do is is... I try to, when they come over to Uncle Beanie's house, I try to just make them do, I try to make them do these things that they don't, that they're uncomfortable with, because that's the only way to learn is when you're out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So I'll, you know, there's a, there's about 40 acres of woods behind my, behind my house. I'll go about, you know, 10 acres in and I'll dig a huge hole and that's where they're sleeping for the night. Not unattended. I'm out there with them. Oh, like a mass grave. Make Oh, that, you know what? Sorry, that was the first thing different I thought shape. of. That was. Different shape. Yeah, different but you're shape. A, mm-hmm. So like, like a banana? Like a fun shape? Or trenches usually. Oh, oh my a, bad. Like a, like a concave dome. Because oh. the body heat in helps okay. preserve life. Not because you're a servuncle. You're a survivalist. Oh, my God. You are a servuncle. Yeah. Oh, so when you do, they know what's happening when you march them out into the woods. Do they are they like? Oh I don't no, think we're sleeping outside. March. Don't say oh. march. Oh, sorry. When you escort escort them, sex workers work to the woods. Uh, okay. I'm gonna. This is where I'm gonna make a couple clarifications here. Uh, no, nothing to do with sex workers. 
Uh, no Sorry, I only said that because of escort. I, yeah. I apologize. That was my, I'm trying to catch myself, not yeah. appropriate normally, appropriating. Normally, I love those words, saying them, talking about them. Uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> when you're, when you're a 55-year-old single uncle with a bunch of kids in your house, you oh, want to yeah. separate that word. No, well, you're course. only single now. Yeah. Are you single yet? Are you, are you, did you mentally just classify yourself as single? Because well, that's no, huge. No, Did you put Gloria where your godfather is? No, no that's a, that the, the problem. Another thing is uh, single means not married under the eyes of God. That's all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have been single this whole time. Yes, they know what they, they know. They come to Uncle Beanie's house. They know they're walking into the woods and sleeping in a hole. It's not a yeah. surprise. Oh, okay. okay. That's because yeah. you don't want to. I know. I know for a fact you spring that on someone. You, you know, I've seen too many of those mob movies. You know, dig your own or, oh, we're already out here. I've seen way too much of that. You know, being even with you, if we walked out there and you're like, here's where you're sleeping, I would just assume, well, it was a good run. Mm-hmm. You know, and inevitably I was killed by a white guy. That yeah. I, that was bound to happen. It's, a, it's an inevitability. It's, uh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. You just got to say, I, enjoy the ride. I need to be more sensitive to that because I forget, I forget what I look like. Push the kids out of their comfort zone. Yeah. But sometimes... Use a tent. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Now, do they like it? Because I love this idea that they're learning because you're challenging them. Do they like that they're being challenged? Because, you know, mine mine will push back on anything that wasn't their idea. So do they... Uh, and then are, when you're out there, are you scourging, foraging for food? Oh, yeah. Yeah, these little... These little they, they're out there scourging. Here's the thing. One of them, the, one of them doesn't like it. Ethan's not into it. The other ones, they, I, I got to tell them, guys, only keep the squirrels that you're going to eat don't touch them or catch them if you're not you know and you're mandy yeah i've never even seen you finish one squirrel put that back so some of them are very very enthusiastic about you know ethan he's always out there on his phone he's just looking at his phone the whole time that's a shame yeah do you ever have him put it in a bag you know like if you go go to something or you let him figure out how much fun it is you know, oh, you can keep your phone. The rest of us are eating some parts of squirrels. Yeah. Hey, there's not no squirrels left for you, Ethan. Sorry. Yeah. We spooked yeah. the rest of them. Here's, no squirrels left behind. I like to. I like to say, Ethan, what? What is it that you want to do tonight? Right. And I can't imagine is, Ethan has a better idea than sleeping in a hole and eating squirrels with his uncle. Kids, are you kidding me? They don't know what's good without some algorithm telling them what's mm-hmm. good. Right. So I tell him anything in the world, anything in the world that you want to do tonight, tell me what it is. And then I teach him how to do it with a stick. What? Okay. So what's the last thing you taught him to do with a stick? Oh, uh, well, what he, what he wanted to do was, uh, he wanted to learn a, some tic-tac dance. Oh, tic-tac. Oh, we've heard about tic-tac. Yeah. yeah I can't get on it. So that was actually a good bonding, uh, uh, for us because he showed me the moves and I found a nice walking stick. That looked like that cane, like a cane, the old-timey top hat and cane cane. Incorporated that in it. No one had ever seen that before with the cane. Went viral. Wow. Oh, oh, wow. Old survival, survunk, old survunkle beanies. Pretty cool to Ethan now. Wow. That's amazing. That's really great. I can't get the kids, you know, you at least got them. You, you, you're in a good place with these kids because even the one who's not into it, you find your way in. Have you considered doing that with a stick? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take a page. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say that you used it to like keep tempo, like Debbie Allen and Fame. But no, you full oh, on went. Be, you went that full. Would be fun. I mean, you went full. You know, full Fosse. Yeah. And, oh, that's a yeah. great idea. We could do that at home, maybe in the woods. You never, never want to do that because it, it stirs up the owls. Oh, I, and, oh. I, and we're watching this. <gasps> staircase. Well, I'm yeah. watching this. Staircase. I'm telling Pat. All and Max is it. telling me about it. You know, the owl killed a lady. I think that's what's going to come out of it. Yeah. It's possible. But uh, yeah. Is this real? Yeah. Oh, it's a program. Have you ever heard of this person? Um, it involves a man and a woman and an owl and a staircase and a bunch of kids in Germany. And what else is in it? Freda Black, who is played by Parker Posey, who's all I want to talk about. You know that uh, that the number one cause of uh death when a hiker gets lost is owls oh no i thought it was murderers i thought it was me- white men oh my god it's well, depends owls? where you're hiking i guess but somebody's got to tell the durham police department we, we got to no, get those guys out the horn. if there's an owl that's a suspect look into it it's a barn owl oh my gosh an owl is a suspect can you imagine don't leave the state yeah, yeah. oh that's what they say oh god they say that all the time on my favorite shows don't leave the state. Don't leave town. Kate Beckett says that all the time. Don't leave town. Where's your daughter? They say that sometimes on those shows. Yeah, they like do. If, they say, where's daughter? your daughter? Like if, <laughs> yeah. Like if the owl is a daughter and they're looking. Oh, to talk to the owl oh it's still an owl? It. Okay. The owl always lives at, at their aunt's or their mom's house or something because they're up to no good. They can't hold a job. Plus, I have to imagine they're horrible to interrogate because they'll say something like, where's your daughter? And then the owl just goes, Who? Oh, and then it's like, don't play dumb. We know you have tons of daughters. This sounds like a cl- classic Kate Winstead show. <laughs> sounds like Kate Winstead. Where's it's your done. daughter? And then a Hoagies. bunch of sad people eating hoagies. Hoagies. Put up, Pull up the hoodies. Hoodies and hoagies. If I lived where she lived, I'd have a place called Hoodies and Hoagies. And then you'd vape all the time. I would. I, I would go there. I got to watch. I got to start watching more of these shows. Yeah. Or I'll just tell you about it like I tell Pat. Yeah, you can just get on the phone. You know what I do? I put on my phone, she'll tell me, and I just put it on speaker, and then I cook, or I clean, and I hear all about them. It's like a radio play, but Meg's. Yeah. Sometimes I do the voices. Sometimes I do, like, I'll say, I'll say, uh, hoogie. You know Isn't I mean? that great? Have you ever been to that part of the country where they have hoogies? Hoogie. Hoogie? Yeah, hoogie. It's a sandwich. Hoogie. Hoogies. You're saying it a little more Swedish- that I've Ho- said it, hoagie. Hoagie? Word. Hoagie. Can I have Ho- a glaze of water? Oh, yeah. Right? Water. Water. Right? Water. Where's I your daughter? Where's your daughter? I had dialect tapes, so I could pretty much do this pretty dead on. I don't even know why they talk like that. Oh, I don't know either. It's screwed up, you know? Why don't they talk normal like us? But that's okay. But that's, yeah. you know, the variety is the spice of life, and it's a big country full of morons and some yeah. really great people. Well, yeah. I Which gotta, you're one of them. Beatty, it's true. I just want you to know that because I know you're going to have an emotional hangover, okay, when we're done recording. I'm just going to yes. warn you right now because we've done this before with a couple folks where someone had an epiphany while they were talking to us. And then they, you know, you feel like you just feel like you got in a minor car accident because you feel a little hungover. So just prepare yourself for that. Get, get some Clamato juice or something, whatever you use to treat a hangover. Yeah. Cause you're going to feel some emotional trauma. Yeah. I well, use actually. A combination of wild onions, rice and beans uh, to cure a hangover hmm. because it raises glutamate. Wow. So like ramps, hmm. Mm-hmm. Wild onions ramps? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're talking? Okay. I, you know, I hate onions. Well, they roll, don't they? Ramps? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, I think, legally have to. 
Okay. Now let me ask you this. When does Gloria get back? And and is this going to be not to, you know, to dwell on it, but I'm invested. Are you going to go tell her immediately? Is she coming? Does she live? I mean, it doesn't seem like she does, but does she stay with you? Like, does she even have a toothbrush at your house? She uses my toothbrush. Okay. No, 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 no. no. You should have led with that. That's the first thing you should have said. Number one before the time commitment and whatever. No, 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 no. That's one thing you cannot, you can sit on people's faces. You can be Mm -hmm. the the face. You can be the butt. You, there's anything you want. You cannot share a toothbrush. It's so not right for your system. Yeah. Seems like it seems like it's more of a lateral move from the face, but your gums. I think. think But how much of your gums are touching the rim? Do you know what I'm saying? Your gums are the gateway. But it's your tongue is on the. One time I had to pull a bee stinger right out of the (gasps) right out of the hole. Oh, well, wait a second. I'll be right back. You know, sometimes she does that because she's going to throw up, and sometimes she does that because she's turned on, and I don't know which. It could be both. Well, either way, it makes me feel good about my storytelling. Yeah, I mean, you you paint a picture, and I'll say that Thank without you. any shred of doubt. You know, it's funny she didn't bring this up like uh, last week when we had talked. Not last week, two weeks ago when I mentioned analingus. I'm surprised she didn't bring because the staircase has got it all, baby. Oh wow! Sorry, I'm okay. I couldn't tell was which way that good, was going. I was going to say <laughs> which oh, one was well, it. Yeah, here's the thing. Depending on which end it came out with, that could be a sign from your body. Oh, everything's a sign. Yeah, that's the shaman in you, or the one that got away. But I gotta tell you, I mean, you're you're just a delight. And and I know Max is asking about Gloria when she's going to be back. Now, I I think maybe if she does come back, you know, and you feel a little bit maybe you feel like oh, I don't want to be confrontational. Call one of us. Call actually, call both of us. And yeah, please. We, yeah, we will come by. And we will help you out of the situation because you really deserve someone who would never use, honest to God, whose idea was it to use the same toothbrush? I mean, I'll do it right now. If she's got, if there's, I'll write her a letter right now and I'll send it via owl. Because I I just got to say, you can't do that. You can't. You can't use somebody's toothbrush. I'm I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Well, Run for your life. Plus, she's going to be extradited. You know, Canada, sometimes they're going to figure out that she's collecting all these caribou. I mean, this isn't good for our relationship with the maple leaves. Yeah, let's tell Justin Trudeau because he did say, oh, did you see? If if they pass all these laws about uh, violence, gun violence, and I have to imagine caribou count as Canadians. Get You know what I mean? Maybe he'll yeah. protect them. Yeah. We can put her away for a long time and you'll be safe. Safe. So will your mouth. She'll love women's prison. Oh, it well, sounds like she will. Yeah. I'm glad it seems that I have some good options. <laughs> Is you that do. what you heard? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if I need, depending on which avenue I want to take, uh, you, you're you're both presenting a couple large shoulders for me to lean on. And I appreciate that. Please look at it as if we are two parts of one shoulder, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And you're the neck of something. Well, I was going to say, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're the neck. You're the, yeah, or you're a scarf. And you keep, well, then the scarf keeps us warm. Yeah. Am I a scarf or a scarf? 
One of. Oh. Hmm. I'm just trying to follow along. Yeah, aren't we it's all? a tough one. Aren't we all? The hey, metaphors you're today. You're looking at them. Now, listen, I'm aware of the time. I'm aware of the time. It's uh, it's time for us to part ways. But uh, I got to say, does that check out? Yeah. Uh, we've lost one finger between the horizon and the sun. So it's been about an hour and a half. Yeah. You know who else <sighs> lost a finger between the horizon and the sun? That 147 hours guy. <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to be about a butthole. I know. I thought you would. I thought it was a bait yeah. and switch. Claire. I almost had to excuse myself again. Um, well, yes. You know, Beanie, sometimes this happens where we have a really deep conversation and I'm just glad that you are open to it. It speaks volumes about our friendship. And I hope that you always feel you can be honest with us and that you don't, you don't ever have to take our advice, but you should. And maybe we'll hold you accountable to do it. Yeah. 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 Thank you for being my accountability buddies. Thank you for being my God friends. And thank you for being in this very conversation, my show men. Oh, Shaw. wow. Shaman. Shaw women. Shaw women. Shwaman. Shwarma. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm oh, starved. Shawarma. Yeah, that would be so good, wouldn't it? <sighs> I like the beef one. I don't like the chicken. Mm. Anyways, I just want to say, we are always here for you. And I'll tell you what, we're here for you 24-7, 365. Okay? Not just a couple of days a year. We are here year round. That's right. Friendship doesn't have seasons. You're so right. Except put that on a burnt piece of wood. Yeah, and it, put it put it an eagle on it. it. Or seasons of love is from Rent though, but that one did have seasons. But I just gotta yeah. say, you're the very best, and we love you so much, Pat. Do we have a mantra this week? Did you see it now? Is it, is it me? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. The mantra, of course, is written by Carol Doyle, the patron saint and poet laureate of his podcast, and it goes like this: When they put a price on everything, they labeled ants. Priceless. She done done it again. And sometimes the order of the words makes you think that you don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to kind of go back. That's what I had to do. Let each word stand on its own again before you go, now I got it. Right. Right. Yeah. When they put a price on everything, they labeled ants priceless. Priceless. Yeah. Or free. You know, sometimes if you're at a yard sale, it's either priceless or it's free. Or everything must go. Yeah. yeah, or that's the end of the day. And please let me schlep this back into my garage. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Well, anyways, you guys, this is, please come back and talk with us and keep, right. give us an update, you know? Yeah. And, I, will. I will. I'll, you know, even if I, even if it's before I come back on the, on the show to talk to you, I'll, I'll, I'll text you. I'll let you know. What <gasps> yeah, text give us, us a text. Send us a gif. And I'll, oh, send us a gif. And I'll, and if you want me to. I will break up with Gloria for you. I'm not afraid of anybody. She's not. Thank you. You know what? I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do it myself. Oh, you know okay. what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You need to be Pat, and and Gloria's the bee, and you need to run right at it. And it might sting, and it might make you swell up. But we'll suck it out. But we'll suck it right out. Okay. I don't think I could take Gloria with a headbutt. Hmm. You never know, yeah. unless you try. <laughs> And that's one to grow on. I love you so much, Beanie. Love Love you, you, Pat. I love you, Beanie. And I love you, Megs. All right. 
Let's get ready to thank you for listening to those who enter Baby Makers podcast starring Colleen Doyle as your aunt Pat and Dana Kersuli as your auntie Mags. If you liked this podcast, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review us. Uncle Beanie is the rugged and riotous Mike Garrity. Mike improvises with Dumb John and Big Spoon, and you can find his web series Brose on the YouTube Recovering Bro page. Our theme song was performed by the Q's, and you can follow them at the Q's Music on Instagram. Follow those who went on Instagram and Twitter, and if you have any questions for the ants as always email us at those who at gmail.com thank you for listening call your aunt